Hello, Ted. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, sir. Can you hear me? Hey. Yes, I can. Good to connect. Hallelujah. Whew. So how are you doing? Doing good. Can't believe it's been, goodness, 35, 40 seasons, 40 episodes. Over five seasons. 40 episodes. Wow. 40 weeks. It's almost a yeah, year. 40 weeks. Sorry? All the extra episodes, too, though? Oh, yeah. There's lots of bonus episodes in there, but 40 weeks. So and that's good because it kind of feels like, in some ways, we've been wandering in the wilderness. But I actually feel like um, things are coming together. Uh, uh, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, it's a lot clearer than it's ever been, uh, both what we need to do, what we've accomplished so far, and what needs to happen next, and how we actually get to where we're going. So I'm actually really excited. Okay. How are you feeling? Good. I'm always good. Good. <laughs> Um, tell me, uh, so, 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 so tell me, tell me why you're, you're, t tell me why, tell, give me more details of what you just shared. Right. Okay. So I do have a few questions for you, but I'll, I'll go over this first. So, um, you know, every, uh, uh, every season at least, and sometimes more often, I try to kind of rethink through what exactly are we trying to accomplish? And this has been a perennial question from David Johnson. Um, but, uh, the reason it's hard is that I know, uh, I described him as like a half-remembered dream. Like I saw this vision of what the kingdom of God looks like. And I saw a few things, but, um, I don't know, I don't remember it all. I don't know how to explain it. And I don't know what words will help it make sense to other people. And so a lot of what, um, has been happening is God very generously um, creating concrete situations where I can say, look, I don't know what exactly we're going to do, but it looks like that. And that's the thing. I, and so the things that happened uh, yesterday and have happened in the various conversations over this last season have really uh, clarified, I think. In particular, uh, the way I phrased it this morning is that the whole point of the Great Reset is to learn to escape the structures, habits, and beliefs, whether secular or religious, that hinder us from loving more like Jesus, i.e. experiencing the fullness of God's kingdom. And that's probably the, both the uh, clearest statement I have of why we're doing the Greek reset, at least from my perspective, uh, I'd say welcome yours, and also I think uh, speaks into exactly where we are with the current set of issues. So that's why I'm excited. Okay. You what's said what's major, excited? I'm listening. Uh, you know, uh, I can be excited if you want. Um, what's you our major? I'm, I'm just trying to answer your question, so. Yeah, what's our main, we've succeeded or not, or if we're making pro progress? Well, I think from my perspective, we are making progress at, at um, 
identify. So um, I think it's hard to speak for a week. I feel like a that the reason this is hard, like we say, we want to love more like Jesus. Well, first of all, uh, are you comfortable with the sort of equivalence between loving more like Jesus or becoming more like Jesus? and experiencing the fullness of God's kingdom. The phrase? Of course I'm comfortable with, yes, yes, I'm comfortable with the phrase, sure. Sounds- you're comfortable with, and that they're roughly equivalent. Like the thing we talked about, about the glory of the Lord covering the earth, discipling the nations, experiencing the fullness of God's kingdom, becoming more like Jesus. Uh, are we comfortable with the fact that they're all more or less equivalent? Yeah, I'm fine with the language of it. Okay, good. So to start there. So the thing that's that the, the question that I keep coming back to is what are the things that make it hard? Because it's hard to find a Christian who would say that they're against any of those things. Um, and some people explicitly call them out as things that they care about. Um, but as you know, David and I, Johnson and I discussed earlier, it's like, well, uh, how do I do that? And just go to church in my experience, is not a sufficient answer to developing the skill of loving more like Jesus. And so the question I've been asking is, well, A, what are the things that will help us love more like Jesus? And related to that, what are the things that get in the way of loving more like Jesus? And what's exciting to me is that I think we have a set of issues on the table in the Great Reset that require us to come up with answers to that. And if we do come up with an answer to that, we will then have a data point of, okay, this is something that actually does help, and this is something that does get in the way, and we can start building up a library of these things to get better at it. Does that make sense? Uh, I understand what you're saying. Okay, it doesn't Thanks. like fill you with enthusiasm that we finally found something useful. Um, well, how would you do? How would you address Jen's comment? Her input specifically about this is uh, the, the, I'm not sure if I should be involved with it. I've been asking that question because it feels like it's been an Ernie sell. It, it's it's an Ernie uh, you know support group. Right. Right. So first of all, I will answer that question with her during my call with her this evening. Um, I thought what I would really like to do actually is answer uh, something you brought up earlier, because I think that might actually be more constructive than trying to guess whether my answer satisfies her question. Okay. There's something that I realized I should have asked you a while ago. Uh, but one thing that was really helpful about Tuesday, I feel like we cleared a lot of issues off the table. Um, you know, having Steve come back and uh, apologize and share what he was thinking, cleared up a lot of confusion and a lot of anxiety, including for me, because I was so focused on what was happening between me and Steve that, as I confessed, I didn't really understand what was happening with other people in the group. Um, the the specific thing I wanted to ask you about, Ted, is that uh, you made a comment at the time, um, and you kind of repeated it last week, that there was something that Steve said 
or at least that you thought you heard him say, that seemed important and you would actually hope that I would hear and take seriously. Is that a fair characterization? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what I said, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, and the, the thing that uh, I realized that uh, the reason I have this conversation is that A, uh, there was a lot I did not understand about what Steve said. Uh, a lot of what I did understand, I did not agree with. And a lot of what I agreed with, um, I, and pretty much all of what I agreed with, I have no idea how to actually follow through on. So, since Steve is still not ready to explain to me in more detail what he meant, I thought I could have that conversation with you and say, what were you at least hoping Steve meant? And what would you hope that I would understand and act upon? Well, could, Does that sound fair? Yeah, what, uh, that, that's totally fair. Start with and what you agree with don't agree. So, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. So one way to interpret what I thought I heard Steve say was that I should be more willing to tell people they are wrong. And that may not be what he meant, but that's kind of what uh, it sounded like. And given Steve's actions, that seemed to be the virtue he was promoting. And from my perspective, um, I don't think I suffer from a deficit of willingness to tell people they are wrong. And to fact, the accused of that, I find hilarious given my past histories. Um, and, um, but I could see that there might be specific things that people have seen or wish that I would do that I am blind to. So I'm curious about that. Um, I think there is nuance about um, what is and is not appropriate that would be worth exploring. So that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if that matches with what you heard or intended. Um, Are you still there? Yeah, no, that's that's uh uh have you lit have you watched review it? Sorry? Have I watched have I watched? Yeah. Um I have a couple of times and um but you know I haven't parsed it in great detail because uh as you know Steve was very emotional at the time and I don't know which part he meant and which ones were hyperbolic. And so, you mean, I did pray to check in my spirit and say, Lord, are you trying to say something to me through the Holy Spirit about something I'm doing wrong? And I didn't sense anything. So I kind of decided, well, I'm gonna wait until Steve can clarify for me so I don't waste a lot of cycle chasing something I don't understand. So again, like I said, the conversation, what Steve meant and what he intended is something that he will eventually explain to me. But like I said, I think the fair question is, what did you mean? What were you hoping? That would be far more useful for me. Well, I mean, one thing that I was hoping, um, you know, I was impressed with Steve's humility. Um, 
what I didn't hear is you taking ownership of your defensiveness. Like to me, like you, you, you really, I mean, you know, he was, he was emotional. You were more emotional. Very, you know, very, uh, very defensive. Let me put it that way. Okay, so sorry. Okay, so uh, I appreciate your sharing that, Steve, because I, I did. Um, let me tell you how I interpreted my reaction. Okay, is that Steve said you're doing this wrong. In fact, I think he rebuked me strongly and said, get thee behind me, Ernie. You remember that, Mark, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so what I said at the time was, fine, I'm wrong. Show me what I should do better. And in retrospect, if I had been more secure, more emotionally worthy, I would have been able to reach out to say and say, Steve, I can tell you're upset. I don't know what I did, but I'm really sorry. I don't understand you. Could you explain it more clearly? That would have been a more mature, aware way of responding to him. But I, uh, I guess I, well, I would agree that my response was less than ideal. I don't think it was defensive and saying, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's saying, fine, help me. Did you not get that from what I said? Um, no, I mean, what I got is a hurt kid who's saying, uh, you know, putting it. What, what, what did you think I was saying? Well, what you heard was what I is, uh, is, uh, is that's on you, Ernie. Or that's on you, Steve. Show me. Show me if you can do it. Very defiant. Right. Sorry. Okay. So then that's an interesting point. So how would you have liked me to have responded? In that moment, I understand it. In that moment, I understand it. What I would have liked you to do is not say Sorry, what you'd like me to do was what? Not say anything. Listen. Press in. Listen. Say something. Say, you know. Sorry, you just made two contradictory statements. I'm confused. To listen. To press in. To, Steve, what are you saying? To acknowledge whatever was happening at the time. Like yesterday, Steve apologized for the, the, the rest of the group and really owned them. The rest of the that I don't think that was necessarily an issue. You, that my response was defensive. My response escalated. I'm sorry. I apologize. You didn't say that yesterday. Okay. Sorry. So yes. So of all the things people called me out on yesterday, don't think anyone mentioned that. Um, so. I apologize for missing that. So, so Ted, let's help me understand what you were saying, okay? Help me hear you. I heard you say two things. Don't say anything. And then you said, acknowledge Steve. Um, so help me understand what you mean. Because I feel like 
you're trying to first, get something out and I'm, I'm not getting it. Yeah. So, so first of all, um, uh, Steve was not telling you to tell people they're wrong when they're wrong. That's not what I read. Uh, that okay. may have been one of the applications. He was getting at something deeper. Uh-huh. Or at least I would like to get at something deeper. What's that, it, please, Steve? Can we, Ted, can I ask you for a favor? Can we leave Steve and what happened then out of it? Because I agree that there's things that are work on. But I really, really want to know what you think I need to grow in. I really want to know that. So can we focus on that? Uh, yes, I've been focusing on that and I've been trying my best on this whole call. So, okay. Um, um, this, this, you have a negative grid of authority and you're reacting against that. And every and the stories you bring up, by and large, in fact, I don't know if I've heard of any positive story about authority, a positive relationship with authority. And um, so while you can bring out and react against the negative, what about the positive? So it brings there's there's no balance there. And so you it's what I describe as this passive aggressive thing it's like you agree with everyone explain it explain it but you still remain like steve said you're the de facto leader of this group and it's continuing in this like i'll listen to you but i'll fit it into my own grid and i'll keep moving ahead i'll, I'll, I'll put give a give a uh, i'll give a sibilance of listening and i'm not saying you're not trying but I am going to keep. I'm 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 going to keep in control and keep uh, keep moving this way. So I what I felt Steve was touching on. What I felt that, that his frustration and then hence your frustration in re response is that it's not enough just to have a negative view of leadership. You also have to, there's, there's extremely positive views of leadership and authority. And we need to be able to have that balance. And the whole point is to find how do we outwalk in authority with, uh, you know, how do we be like Jesus? Jesus clearly exercised authority, but he did it in the proper way. And my burden and my concern is that you only have a reaction against the negative you don't have a grid for the positive to bring balance are you done i'm pausing for response uh you know okay so, I, I mean I, I, think I, I hear you i can acknowledge you I can acknowledge you or I can say nothing. I'm not sure which one I'm supposed to do. You can talk. It's, it's your turn to okay, talk. So, it's your turn to respond. So let me first say thank you for clarifying that. I have no idea if that's what Steve meant, but it's probably close to something he was feeling. So that's useful in and of itself. Um, so I appreciate your sharing this. Um, I really wish I had this conversation with you after episode one, but you know we had other things going on. And so, okay, good. So fair point. So a concern after that I had episode a, one. What do you mean after episode one? After after Steve and I had that blowout 
I wish I had remembered that you shared a similar concern and that I had prioritized having this conversation with you because that would have really helped me understand where he might be coming from. Okay. So, okay. but, and then, so anyway, we're having it now and that's the important thing. So first of all, thank you. Uh, I, I hear you. So let me just repeat your concern to make sure that I've heard it correctly. That your concern is that I have a negative view of authority and that I uh, only talk about the negative aspects of authority and that um, we need to have a balanced approach where we focus on the positives as well as the negatives. Is that a fair summary of what you said? Yeah, I think that's fair, yeah. Do you think I missed anything? Um, that's fair, sure. Okay, so good, okay. All right, so there's several different things in there. So first of all, I wanna validate that I have had negative experiences of authority. Um, and I will acknowledge that. And I would say, you know, that I may not have fully processed those. Um, I will uh, clarify something that is not obvious, is that I do believe in submitting to authority. And that I submit to the authority of the elders of our church. I submit to the authority of you as the host of the Grace Reset. Uh, and acknowledge your authority um, in that and defer to that. And uh, I have many times submitted to the authority of my father and my wife on issues uh, where I was in disagreement with them, but I felt it was important to submit to authority. So I wanna clarify the fact that, well, it, it is true that I have a negative view of authority because of various experiences, that doesn't mean that I'm not submitting to authority. Which okay. may not be the point you're making, but I wanted to at least clarify that. Does that no, make that's sense? a good point. I mean, yeah, that might not be the full point, but yeah, no, that's 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 good. So that's that's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and you're you're comfortable with that, or do you have any qualms about those two points? No, I'm good with those two points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's the third point, right? So this is actually the thing. Um, I agree with you that it would be great to articulate a healthy model of authority. I absolutely agree with you on that. And I uh, do not yet know how. That is just an honest statement. Um, so let's move upon articulating. Do you have positive experiences that you can't articulate that you, however small, where you've either exercised the authority and you say, I wish I could articulate, but I did, and why that came out so positive, or I wish I could articulate what that person did for me. Have I had positive experiences? So I have had, uh, so here's, this is my life, Ted, and maybe this is a colored view of things. I have been blessed with amazing parents and wonderful godly Christian leaders uh, who have spoken to my life and shaped me and blessed me and loved me in many wonderful ways. And I want to honor and acknowledge that. But for whatever reason, eventually every relationship I have had has hit this weird wall 
where when I try to do the things that people have asked me to do, they get upset with me and want to punish me for exposing their shame. And therefore, I can say, yes, I have many positive experiences of authority, but I've not had any models of authority that have stood up to that acid test. And that's why I, you know, I can speak positively of incidents and encounters. Um, and in fact, I think I can demonstrate it. Like the way I submitted to David Johnson's authority and gave him control of the agenda on Tuesday. Um, you know, so if the complaint was that I don't give up control, I feel like I addressed that point on Tuesday. Yeah, it was good. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's kind of my point is that a lot of these things can only be demonstrated and lived out. And so I've been working on that because, so you know, to the charge that I don't know how to articulate healthy models, guilty. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure I have seen a healthy model that addresses the failure points that I have seen. If any one of you has one, I am more than thrilled to turn over the leadership, a session, whatever, so that you can articulate it. Um, I can share uh, very positive examples. Um, but as one, and I can share my notes on it, but as one who's, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, still, still laying hold of it. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, maybe I can share that I've seen it break through for others. Um, as well as, you know, breakthroughs in myself. Yeah, I, I can share notes from my journey. And I, I mean, think I do have, uh, I, I do, I do have thoughts on that, experiences. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing that I thought was implicit. I thought was clear, but it was implicit and I should have made it explicit. Okay, and for failing to make it explicit, I will take responsibility. But the point is that, like, I don't claim to have all the answers. I do not claim to be doing it right. I need help. And if you see me not doing something, I would vastly prefer that instead of yelling at me for not doing it, that you talk to me to understand why I'm not doing it and see how you can help me like you have just done now. And that was what I was um, trying yeah, have to get you, to have, have, I, have you felt I've yelled at you in the past? Um, I will share one thing you have said that hurt me. And that was during the call on Tuesday. Um, and I thought Steve did a fantastic job. But I heard you say to Steve, and maybe you didn't mean it, and I'm glad we can just clear the air on this. Uh, is that Steve, you said to Steve, well, maybe you had to say it strongly so that Ernie would hear. I don't know if that's what you meant to say or even what you literally said. No, no, no. I, that, I, I, that, I think that's the exact quote, pretty close. Yeah, and that, that hurt because it implied, A, first of all, that Steve was successful in helping me hear him, which it wasn't, frankly. 
because uh, the emotion was too strong for me to understand his words and be able to parse them. And two, it made me think that you were like, well, I'm certainly glad Steve had the guts to say that so strongly, because if I told it to Ernie, he would not have listened. That's kind of what it implied to me. I mean, not what you intended to apply it, but that's what it sounded like. I have tried to share this with you prior and have felt you have not listened. Okay, so I apologize for that. Um, I had no idea that you wanted me to spend more time, you wanted the group to spend more time on talking about more positive models of authority. What I heard, what I may have heard, which I probably responded the same way I did then, it's like, I agree that's a good thing. I have no idea how to do it. And that's where I let it stop. And clearly I should have, and I can see how you would interpret that as defensiveness. That was meant more to be humility and exasperation. Uh, that was my intent, even if that wasn't the way it came across. And I totally understand it not coming across that way. Um, uh, it, it's all fine. What I meant, what I was trying to see, trying to, to, to articulate to Steve that I'm articulating right now is, um, you know, I I understood that. I'm like, okay, Ernie's given what he can, and I'm focusing on the positive of what he can. And, uh, you know, my response to you of, like, I, I can't just say, hey, Ernie, just shut up. Let me lead this session one. I think that would be modeling what I don't want to do. <laughs> so, so I can't just do that. Plus, I'm being honest about I feel like I have a grid that I can speak into this with a level of authority, but it's not like I've written a book, you know, or even if I think there, you know, even if I'm going to read the book that me or somebody else had written on it, like, I don't know if that's the, the right way. Okay. Uh, so what I said is that it came up and um, this is the process. And the answers are on the are forward. They're on the far side. So you have you we we have one thing we've been, clearly been in agreement of is call us out. Uh, you know that applies to you. That applies to me. We're going to lead by example. We're not afraid of doing it publicly, and we would rather have the truth spoken messily than everybody shut up, not speak. I was re that's what I was reiterating to Steve, and that was the intent of my conversation. That I was reiterating our policy that, you know, I think that's one that's been very, very clear from the beginning, is uh we want the raw truth, you know. So that's what I was saying to Steve. I was saying, Steve, I don't the emotions are part of it, you know. Yeah, so I totally that part I totally got. But like, let me, let, let me be frank, okay? Clearly this is something that you've tried to tell me in the past and you failed because I didn't seem to be able to hear it or I didn't give you a response that encouraged you to pursue it, okay? Um, that's on me, I will own that, okay? I really, really wish that you had said, okay, Ernie's not hearing me. Let me find another brother to come and confront Ernie two-on-one and help them see this because it's important. Is that fair? 
Um, you wish I had done that? Absolutely. What I'm trying to say is look at the organic process that we both put ourselves into. Right. So I totally understand you tried the best you could to make me aware of something. And I feel like I tried the best I could to express my lack of ability to do anything about it. And we missed each other. So I think maybe I need to add this to our code of conduct because like my understanding is that what we're supposed to do in those circumstances is find a brother and come to the person and say, look, there's this really important truth I've been trying to tell you that I don't think you've been able to hear. Can this other brother help us sort this out? What? I would like to establish that as a group norm. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay. What I, what, 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 yeah, I mean, life isn't that linear, though. I mean, looking backwards, it wasn't that linear. I would have done that. I've done that in many occasions. Yeah. You know, but I follow the principle of the law, not the, not the, you know, not the, not, not, not the letter, because I've seen the letter you so, so, in so, such bad ways, you know. Right. Yeah. No, I, I hear I mean, you too. To I, don't me, want to I did my there. best to share it uh-huh. with what I understood at the time. And then when I cut in, I'm like, okay, let's just keep moving forward. I was still engaged, you know. Right. And yeah. waiting for the opportunity. And I don't think since Steve is, since this opportunity came up, I've, I mean, you know, I've spoken with Steve about this privately. You know, I, I, I mean, my, you know, if, I, I'm, my end goal is not to avoid pain. Right. Although we all have this huge force within us that keeps coming up just, you know, to avoid pain. <laughs> so mm-hmm. maybe that is our end goal. But my stated goal is not to avoid pain. It's to win. You know, it's to, it's to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Emotions are part of that and pain is part of that. Now, I want healthy pain that gets me through mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm-hmm. I, you know, was sharing, I mean, the context of what I said to Steve is, is I don't think we'd be having this conversation if, Steve, if, if we would not, I mean, you know, Steve shared what he shared with conviction and emotion. And if he, he aired, he aired on the side of trying his best to speak the truth in love. He did his best mm-hmm. to control his emotions. I mean, I, apparently he, he could have gotten a whole lot nastier. And, uh, you know, the general consensus is, is that, you know, we, we've created an environment, a safe environment for that. That propelled us down this path so that we're having this conversation. And I feel, okay, the answer is forward, you know. Um revisiting the whole the, the the rules of engagement laid out biblically of say something and then if you know you don't win your brother over take a witness and go establish it um i'm i'm for revisiting that and i'm for you know you can hold me accountable to that i mean that's in the bible it's already mine you know i've already agreed to it um so what i'm saying is i don't know if i could have had this conversation sooner we're having it now, so now in the future, hopefully we'll, you know. Yeah, I'm really glad, like, I'm so glad all this happened, right? I mean, 
like I said, I was very happy that Steve uh, unloaded on me the way he did uh, because it brought a lot of stuff up and started a lot of things moving. And, um, you know, so that part I'm uh, totally good with. Uh, there's some other details that I still want to process with him when he's ready. Um, but the thing that I wanted to focus on with you is um, trying to establish norms and trying to, and, and, and one of the norms that I, let me just speak from my heart, right? Is that I hear your heart. I hear that um, you are concerned about the group. You're concerned about balance. You're concerned about speak healthy things. You are concerned about me. You're worried that I have blind spots and hangups, which is absolutely true uh, that I need to work on and get through. Um, so I hear that. Um, the thing that frustrates me, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Is that, and this is precisely the thing about authority that I am concerned about, that um, is the norm that I am trying to break. Uh, let me just look this up because I was, it was the, um yeah matthew 23 verse 4 i was just looking this up uh they tie up heavy cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them uh, i assume you remember that uh yeah yeah, passage yeah. From matthew 23 in the context of it so i would like to so we are all doing the best we can and we are all learning to do better but i would like for us to establish a group norm that when we see a brother doing something wrong, the normative behavior is to say, hey, I see something here that you're doing that I have a concern about. Um, can you help me understand how you see it? And let me know what I can do to help you. That is what I think of as healthy confrontation. And that is the norm I would like us to establish. Does that seem the right norm to you? Yeah, it seems like the right norm. So do you do you so do you want to so is your goal of, of establishing this making sure that uh Steve doesn't push your buttons in the future? No. Or I don't push your buttons the way I did no, I, I, and said I, I, something I, hurtful last, no. uh, you know, yesterday. No, I mean, the goal is to talk through the buttons and understand why you did what you did. Right. So did I, do you feel like I criticized you for pushing my buttons? No, I mean, we're just talking right now. I don't feel like you shared a frustration right so, now and I'm trying to. Right. Listen, so, 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 right. So, so. What I felt like I tried to do was to follow that norm. It's like, hey, you did something that hurt me. I want to understand why and understand what I did that contributed to it and then what I can do to help. So it's like, ah, okay, I see that you tried to speak to me and I didn't listen. Uh, I didn't seem to hear you. And I understand that that made you feel like it took something like Steve to get through to me. Um, I don't think that was accurate, but I could certainly is understandable. And um, it might be accurate. It, it, you might be correct that it's inaccurate. 
Yeah. No, you're right. But, you know, but, fair, right? But, and but, so, but so, it, okay. Go ahead. You want to speak? No, 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 you speak. Yeah. And so, um, as you may have noticed, on Tuesday, a lot of people shared a lot of frustrations with me, which is yep. fine. That was, the perp that was one of the purposes of it, and that's great. However, um, I have no problem at all, and I'm grateful for it. And even if that's the only thing that happens, I'm still grateful for it, right? Because it's great data for me to learn on. It's great fodder for future, future conversations. The concern I have, and it is a concern I have, and I'm not entirely sure what to do about it, but this is a thing that I want to do something about, is that there is a streak of Matthew 23-4 20, deeply embedded in Christian culture. And I, in fact, I think that's one of the, I suspect that is the primary reason the world hates us is not for our righteousness, but because we point out the things that actually are their deep shame, but we aren't lifting a finger. Yeah, yeah, we're self-righteous, you know. We're, right, we're, we're, okay, we're, we're, and we therefore... We won't listen to you because we're so self-righteous about how we vote regarding abortion. Right, yeah. For example. Or, you know, well, or, yeah, we, we, you know, you know, this is why I love the, the people at Real Options, by the way, is because they, uh, when I first met the Valerie Hill, and it just, it just struck me that she loves babies and she loves women and she doesn't let one get in the way of the other. And that was my, uh, and that's my so experience with that. every, with every frontline abortion worker. Yeah. Every, I mean, that's my experience with every single one I've met. I'm sure there's yeah, ones I've out there that. that aren't that. But there, you know, there are some it, of the people I yeah, totally but, admire. I'm, I, yeah, I'm speaking about but, but the they political totally get compass, it. basically. But, you know, no, I understand, but I, I said, like, the, and the, the thing is, they're remarkable in their uh, unusualness, because that ability to hate the sin and love the sinner is excruciatingly rare in the body of Christ. And that is the thing that I actually feel is, um, like, a central thing. Yeah. And so, so, I want so, to make sure we're on the same page about that, and I want to enlist you in helping me, you know, establish this norm. Yeah. So you're you're saying you want us to establish a norm as we as a group um, to each other and to the world. Um, uh, don't try to point the finger. Uh, basically, don't be self righteous. No, it's more than point just out the finger and that's... others without, uh, you know, when we're not willing to go help them lift, carry those yeah. heavy burdens. Yeah, yeah self-righteous is not the same thing, yeah, as that. I mean, I understand the self-righteousness reference, but this, this, there's not even a good word for this. Maybe if we can come up with a word that would help, right? This thing of my job is to tell you what's wrong with you. And I, I well, fundamentally yeah, yeah. disagree with that. We, we can decide if, that's, if self righteous is it. Is it. Yeah, I understand yeah, it, what you're saying. Our job is to tell you what's wrong. Right. Yeah. And, 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 then, and then it's your job to go away and fix it. Yeah. And it's my job to tell you I'm superior, you know, and right, I so go around I think, I think feeling I'm smug thing. and superior. Yeah, yeah I, I okay, agree. So, Ted, okay. So this was the thing I think 
that I heard on episode one with you that hurt. I heard you say, Ernie, go away, think about what Steve said and fix it. That's what I heard. Okay. I, you heard I that on that, episode one. Yeah, that after, I think you said, Ernie, I hope you really take that to heart or something like that. After Steve, had yeah, I was. I remember I was exhorting you to listen because yeah. you have a long-standing relationship with Steve, and I felt he was sharing the truth. He was attempting to share the truth in love. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I believe he was attempting that. Okay, but so in the process of that, so maybe because of our history and the fact that I had blown you off uh, as you perceived it, uh, you felt very validated that Steve was calling out the same things that bothered you. Um, but the price of that? No, no, no. I didn't. So that, that, that's a mischaracterization. Okay. Please clarify. No. No, I I learned from my experience as a minister that uh, there's we're touching the emotional core. A minister, a counselor. Uh, there's a difference when you're talking and just chit chatting, and when you're touching the emotional core. And when you're touching the emotional core, that's where strongholds live, and that's where healing happens. That's what I was speaking out of. Sorry, whose emotional core were you talking about, Steve's or mine? Both. An emotional okay, core so... that, 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 that touched both of you. And there's, you know, it's, it's, it's related to, and it's in your, you yeah. know, I mean, Steve, it, it, it's both. And it's the re- emotional core of the relationship between the two. Right. So let me just give you a honest confession, Ted. That okay. exhortation on episode one at that time mostly mostly what i was going through felt very matthew 23 4. it felt like ah steve had said something i agree with ernie is wrong let me reinforce ernie that he is wrong and that he has to go deal with it that's what it felt like i'm sorry it felt that way so can i give you an alternative response that would have been helpful to me Okay. Right? It's because you focused on my defensiveness, and probably there was some defensiveness there. And you totally missed my saying, I need help. Because I said it really badly, and it's understandable that you didn't hear it. But you didn't. And you say, wow, Ernie. Well, I heard both sides of it. Okay. but Maybe you did. You're right. You're right. I should be quiet. You're right. I I didn't feel that. I didn't feel her. Right? You maybe because you didn't, because what you could have said was, wow, Ernie. That was a really hard thing to hear. How are you feeling? You could have said that. I mean, that would have been a beautiful it, thing to say. I wish I had yeah. said that. You're correct. You're right. Yes. Right. Okay. So again, so like, it's fine for you to criticize the fact that I could have handled it better, and this has really helped me understand how I could have handled it better. But I want us to like set the norm that this is not about us pointing out and saying like, okay, and, and then, you know, if, and this is, this is why the, the, the Galatians passage is for me right after the, the command to love one another. It's like, you who are spiritual uh, should help those who sin, but be on guard, right? That you do not yeah. fall into sin yourself, right? And this is, this is the thing that is precisely the thing that I object to so violently which I think Steve might be right, it is a fire that could burn down the house, and I'm not sure that that's a bad thing, right? Is that 
this is the thing that I want to get over personally. And I want us as a group to get over collectively and model for the body of Christ is that this is not, is that, is that we have to say like, hey, I see something here. So there's a bunch of things going on here that I'm still trying to process and talk through. But a big one is um, we tend to jump to exhortion before um, um, validating perceptions and understanding. And so, um, you know, I'm, gr I'm grateful that I'm messing up in these ways because it gives us the chance to talk through how we do these things and get better at it, right? For the record, I forgive you, Ted. I don't, uh, I really appreciate your willingness to acknowledge uh, what you're, where you're coming from and how you could have handled things differently. That is wonderful. I'm so happy about that. I feel like this is taking our whole relationship to a much deeper level. Um, I, and, and just for the record, I, 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 this is, I do that a lot. Yep. I skip steps and, uh, yep. Yep. And, and this is, and, and again, Ted, to and to close the loop, um, and I don't know how I'm going to work this all into our. Um, so anyway, first of all, like I mentioned before, I am not yet able to articulate a healthy model of authority. I am praying for a miracle so I can do one by Saturday, <laughs> and make it short enough for you to read. Uh, the short enough actually will be fairly easy. My first draft is just three paragraphs, so it hopefully won't get too much longer than that. Um, but this is the thing that I think is at stake here, which is that in the old centralized world, it was more important to stamp out error than to be holy. Because if you're living, you know, you know, it's like when I'm getting the kids out the door or if you're in war, it's like, it's better to be overly harsh and have people hate you uh, but you do the thing that keeps them alive, then try too hard to be nuanced and have people waffle and everybody dies, right? So there's a reason why centralized authority, hierarchical structures require people to point out nonconformity and stamp it out. Are you hearing me? Yeah, no, I, 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 I yeah, I agree with that problem, definitely. Right, yeah. And that is why it's really hard for me to point to any healthy systems. Um, but the very, like, this is the, the, I feel like this is, and we're getting to this, I think we're getting really close to this. If we can get this one thing right, and maybe it's really just this one thing, everything else may not be resolved, but it'll be a heck of a lot easier. If we can learn how to disagree and share concern in a way that is humble, and respectful, uh, self-critical, and edifying, that may be the only thing we need to save the body of Christ. Uh, but it's really, really, really hard. Yeah. Yep. And that is the thing that we have to work on together, is to figure out how to do it, and then figure out how to get better at it and then figure out how to help each other get better at it. But like, this is the thing and, okay, sorry, I wanna pause. Were you gonna say something? Um, no, you can keep talking. Yeah, 
but like this is the really, really hard thing that I think is at the core of, remember when we started the Great Reset, we talked about decentralized systems and resilience and things like that. Yeah. Those were all the buzzwords I was using. Yeah. This is what they come down to. I mean, my critique is that hierarchical systems depend on hiding the shame of the leaders. The people aren't supposed to question or wonder whether the leader is doing the right thing. The unthinking obedience is what makes the system function. And, and the price of that is leaders have to uh, guard their vulnerability lest they let that facade crack and the whole thing falls apart. Is it, you know, that's an overstatement or does that match your experience? Well, I mean, and like everything, again, it's balance. I mean, you just spoke of somebody that you highly admire in the body of Christ as a leader. You talked about uh, this woman who you support who runs a uh, a uh, clinic uh, to help uh, at-risk pregnancies. What's her leadership style like? I don't know. Do we know her well enough? Regardless I mean, of what I her think... leadership style is, she's she's doing an incredible, amazing work. Um, so there's always, I mean, I just brought one up because we've already talked about it. And I'll be honest with you, Ted. Uh, I love her to death. She is one of the most amazing human beings I have, I've met. I also look, discovered um, that there are certain questions that it is not fair for me to ask her. Because what question of her, can't you ask her? Um, would it help the spread of the gospel if Christians stopped talking about abortion entirely? And, I don't think uh, that's a she, fair question for me to ask her. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I, I yeah, no, I mean, I think we've got to, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, right? this that's is someone I mean. who's so deep, so passionate in that context, yeah. And, and, and her job and her fundraising and her relationships and her reputation, everything is tied to that. And she can't ask that question. Even if I'm, I wonder if she, I, you know, I would be shocked if she never wondered about it somewhere in the depths of her own heart. Um, uh, I think yeah, she's on a I mean. different, I think she's on a different, I think she's whatever. I have a different theory on uh, that. You know, but you know, she, so whatever we do is just speculative yeah. about that. I mean, wait, wait, it's up to her, right? But I mean, I, I think she has shed, I think she has hinted that all the political activism on behalf of abortion isn't necessarily helping her. Um, and even that's somewhat heretical to, to, to say. Um, and I don't know if she actually believes that, but she's made comments that, anyway, regardless, my point is- Well, those are two different, two different subjects. If we, if we changed our approach to the political activism, do you think you can make more progress? That, I mean, that's a question that maybe you yeah, could put on the table. People are usually willing to, to, to argue tactics, um, although depending on the context, right? And depends on regardless. But anyway, the point is, is that this is what I mean by this is a systemic issue. Is that by the very nature of hierarchical organizations, um, my thesis, you know, which may be wrong or falsifiable, is that, but the, the empirical evidence is strongly in favor of it. <laughs> Right, but every historical thing requires certain questions not to be asked, and that to ask those questions 
is anathema, which is why I think what David Johnson did was so fantastic, and I'm so grateful for it, was that he said, you know, hey, everything's on the table. Um, and even if it didn't necessarily go the way, uh, I mean, that was to me the highlight of the whole thing was when David Johnson was the one saying, hey, I wonder if we're ragging on Ernie too much, which is, <laughs> he and I will have some fun with that this afternoon. Um, but regardless, like, so this is my thesis, right? I could be wrong. My thesis is that it is the very nature of heart organization that there are certain questions you are not allowed to ask. And it's precisely those questions that we in the Great Reset have to be able to ask. And, um, you know, I t I'm totally fine being the whipping boy because I need it. You know, I, all the help I can get to help people put out my flaws, I am grateful for. But I do want to make sure we don't waste it. I don't want to be the only person who learns from this. I want us as a group as a whole to be learning about this. And uh, because you know, one of the things that I saw on Tuesday, and maybe it's just me, but um, it's kind of fun to pile on, isn't it? When you hear someone say something that really bugs you, you say, yeah, I feel that way too. And, um, you know, it bothered me at first until I realized what was going on and then I was actually excited about it. But um, it's a really, really addictive drug. And we in the body of Christ, I think, are still addicted to it. And do you think we were we were flirting with that drug on uh, or using that drug on yesterday? I mean, the fact that David Johnson felt the need to tell the group to to pull back from criticizing me to me was at least strong evidence that you know uh, you know and, and I'm still not sure it was the right thing for him to do it. Actually, I'll have that conversation with him. But it's like let me just say like I know that uh, there's um Amy Grant song, What About the Love? Um, you know, it was, you know, about pointing fingers, you know, and he talks about all these, the, 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 the self-righteous and the greedy and the selfish. And the last line is that, yeah, I looked into the mirror, proud as I could be, and I saw my pointing finger pointing back at me. Yeah. You know, and I think that, it, I mean, but I, I owe you an honest answer. Yes, I think that dopamine hit of saying, yes, this really bugs me. Let's call Ernie out on this. Uh, I think that people were getting that dopamine hit. And I don't think it was unjustified, um, but I think we need to acknowledge that it's there and it's dangerous. I mean, even in our conversation today, I didn't get the sense that you were primarily coming to understand what you might have done wrong. You were, there were things that understandably you were upset about that you wanted to make sure that I took seriously and repented of. Uh, and I'm not saying that to criticize you. I'm just saying that that's, I think that's human nature. Actually, I'm asking another question. I'm asking okay. the fundamental question that Jen's asking. And this is all I can really, this is my only question ever is, is, should I be, is this someplace that I need to invest in? Am I called to be part of this? That's what I'm asking. I am. Okay. You know. So obviously I can only answer that. I cannot answer that for you, but given everything you have told me, remember we, we set up the great reset, the, the, the design exercise, the thing yeah. we want, 
for the glory of the Lord to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, right? To go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, right? That's what you want, right? That is your job. Am I correct? Absolutely. Okay. I believe in the depths of my being that this is a hard problem that if we can solve it, will get us there. And if we don't solve it, nothing will. There may be other problems, but this is the biggie. No, I, so I, I, is... I, I, I agree. In fact, I, I, I very, very, very much agree. Exactly. Well, then you have to be here, because this is the only place I know of which is going to solve the problem that will get you the thing you want to go. So there we go. And, and here's the good news, Ted. The main thing we have to bring for Jesus to do that is our sin. And there is no shortage of that. <laughs> we just keep bringing our sin to Jesus and asking to show us how to get better at dealing with our own sin and each other's, and we document it, and we codify it, and we practice it, and we iterate on it. I mean, A, if nothing else happened, we would be so much better human beings, <laughs> and our wives would be so much happier with us. But I really believe that if we do this, that this is the um, this is the chink in the armor. This is the one thing Satan has absolutely no defense against. When men humble themselves and confess their sins and pray for each other and forgive each other, Satan is unable to do anything. And I mean, he'll, he gets more subtle about it. We just have to keep getting better at it faster than Satan. Uh, does it. All right, I gotta go. Speaking of, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, okay. Right, I agree. This is a very, very important issue. Um, uh, I don't know if it's proper to say that this is the only place, the only, we're the only ones that are addressing this. There's 7,000 that have not bowed the knee. That's the only one I know about. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I don't know if we, we and, and we're attempting to address it, or at least saying that we're attempting to address it. So that's I know. We're committed to addressing it. I think you and I are now, at least. Okay. The other piece, okay. All right, sounds good. Well, then uh, uh, that requires further conversations, but this is a process. Yes, I'm committed to addressing this. And uh, this was a good conversation. And uh, yeah, we've, we've talked for an hour, so that's good. And we can right. talk further. All right, are you okay with me posting this on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's listening to those, but uh, you're, <laughs> you're you're welcome to post that. Yeah, I don't think anyone's listening either, but it, it's uh, part of the record, and the hope is that someday some of this will actually um, be useful. But all right, thank you so much, Ted. God bless. Okay. You. All right. Bye right. bye. Bye.